Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. You are great, you are mighty, you are awesome. You are God alone, and we thank you for that. We're so grateful, Father, to be able to come and assemble here in this place again this week, God. We thank you for just being with us, seeing us safely through God, your hand being upon your people continually, God. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for your love that never fails. Thank you for the joy and the hope that you have given us, God. Thank you for the ability, the strength to run this race with patience, God. Thank you for our families and our homes and our, our spouses, God, our children, Lord. Just thank you for all things, God. As we stand here today, Lord, we just expect you to have your way to move by your your spirit this morning, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. And we thank you for just speaking into the atmosphere. Yes. Speaking into our hearts. The will of God. We want to see heaven revealed here on earth, God. We want to be a place where heaven can be shown and be seen throughout all the world, God. We want to be that example, Lord. Yes. We want to be those willing vessels that you can use, God. Father, we want to be your arms and your legs thank you, Lord. here on the earth. Yes. So we thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you right for now. our pastors, God, as they are there in the Newport News, Virginia area. We thank you for them. And even as we heard good reports already of how they were blessed in their time together with you, God. We thank you for just meeting every need that they have. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to provide for them in amazing ways. Father, we thank you for covering them and just giving them the joy in their hearts, God, that they serve you with gladness. Continue to bless, God, your people that are yet here. We thank you for blessing our children. When they go to their classes, we know that they're going to have an amazing time with you as well. Bless the instructors, God, who will lead them and open up your word to them, Father. That is a precious moment. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your anointing being all throughout this place. Yes. All throughout these your people, we pray. Yes, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Well, bless the Lord, everybody. Come on. Praise the Lord, everybody. My God is good. Come on. He's good. He's great. Jesus said he is great. Praise. The great God is greatly to be praised. Before we uh, dismiss our children and allow them to go to the classroom, I just want to take this opportunity just to uh, recognize um, a certain group of people here that I just think that uh, was in my spirit early this week. I said, you know, I don't, I don't know that we do enough of recognizing this group that I'm going to call for today. And I really want us to connect with honoring these group of people who serve the body of Christ in amazing ways. And uh, I really believe in that. The Bible talks about how we're supposed to give honor to whom honor is due. This is a place of honor, right? That should be a strong amen right there. This is the culture of honor. Well, we honor every individual, uh, whether we're saved in this moment or we're not saved. We honor what God has created and whom God has created. 
And so uh, I know that it's, I was thinking about the reason I'm doing this because I was thinking about, you don't always know who's, who's in the body. Uh, I remember when I came, I've well, been to different several churches in my lifetime, but I remember coming here to Living Faith and not knowing who everyone was. And uh, maybe that's been you and you have to learn who the people are. You got to learn, you know, which children belong to whom. You know, who's married to whom. You know, who, who are the leaders in the church. And it takes a little bit to get to know that. And I remember the challenge of that and I kind of had things all wrong. I thought some children belonged to other children, to other parents. And uh, come to find out over time who they belong to. And uh, so I know that we can't do that all at once. Everyone knows everything. But I think it's important to know who these certain people are and how they're serving in the body of Christ and making a difference. So I'm going to be calling up our elders this morning. Just wanted to, you've been in my heart this morning, all of our elders. You can just come on forward, all of our elders. Children, 
talk about wonderful children, and they're probably leading and being responsible for anywhere between 60 and 75 people. And uh, that's not a light job. That's not a light job. Their job is to pray for them, to encourage them, to see about their needs, make sure all things are well, to help them with spiritual decisions, life decisions, just being there for them. And uh, I've done their job, and I know it's, 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 it can be a challenge. If you want to glorify God and you want to meet everyone's needs, you want to be there for every person at every time, that's, that's a little challenge when there's one and there's 60 to 75 people you're trying to meet through the job. But they do such an amazing job in this church. And I know, again, we don't always bring them forth and recognize them, but we want the body to know these are the elders that serve in this church. They have been given... Uh, over time, they have been tested over time. They're true to God's word. They stand in, 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 as a great examples of, of faith and obedience and love for God. They have a heart for people. Each one of them has such a loving heart for people. And uh, elders, you are amazing. And uh, you deserve the
and um, just unique. I would say I'm thinking about the word uh, authentic. That's what I'm looking for. Authentic. She is authentic in her love for God, her love for God's people. Let's give it up for Elder Kim. Be them. We love them. 
And we appreciate that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Elder. Remember them next uh, in October, actually, Clergy Appreciation Month. There are going to be things happening within your core team to help honor your elders. Make sure you do something great for them. Make sure you pray for them, number one, and then make sure you sow into them for the faithful service that they give to us. We're going to release our children now to your classroom, teams. You're released. Half of the church is leaving right now. So we put your room to move up, move in, do what you like to do. Reposition yourself. For that amazing dance and song this morning. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later in our message. And seeing why that happened that way. Because we don't do anything for just to, you know, to make us feel good or to seem good. Everything has a purpose. I'll be talking to us today. Uh, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to give you the, give you the title really early. How about that? I don't know when you do that. But I feel like I'm supposed to do today. I feel like I'm, 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 I'm led by God to do that early today. I like to kind of build it up. But today we went releasing so you can know what we're talking about today. It's on the screen there. Evidence of a supernatural church. All right. Evidence of a supernatural church. Evidence of a supernatural church. You say, why would you want to talk about something like that? First of all, because God told me to. <laughs> all right. That's number one, right? Uh, I hear anything by say man on that. That's I number did. one. Do what God tells you to do. Say what he tells you to say. He put this in my spirit. It was uh, actually on August 4th, so two Sundays ago. And, uh, you know, I'm a person I like to capture the thought, where was I, what was I doing? And God put something in my spirit to talk about. I want to make sure I remember I'm connecting that thought. It's amazing how this, this thought connects. But it was on August 4th. And uh, we were in our pre-service prayer. We have pre-service prayer from 9.15 to 9.45. And we pray for uh, different needs and different areas every Sunday morning. And we pray for those who are going to be coming that God will bring into uh, the service on that day. So know that you have been prayed for. If you're a guest, first time guest today, you've been prayed for. We don't know you by name, but we pray for you. If you're a member here... Uh, we don't know what your uh, immediate needs are, but guess what? You were prayed for today. And uh, that's something we do every week. And so in our pre-service prayer, I remember I normally come in and I uh, make my way to my chair there. And I was sitting there just for a little bit as we were getting prayer started. And uh, the Holy Spirit gave me this thought. Now, I had to start typing so I don't forget things right away. I start typing things right away. And... Uh, it just came to my spirit that there needs to be evidence of a supernatural church. First of all, there needs to be supernatural churches. Amen. And then there needs to be evidence that there are some. And I know for some that 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 that, that could be challenging just by that title itself could be challenging. Because some may think that every church is, you know, is, is, is ordained by God, which I believe it is. My question, though, I wonder is are we maximizing the potential? that God has designed for His church. And that's what this thought is coming from. Now, are we maximizing the potential? Are we doing all that He uh, has given us to do? Am I walking in, in the fullness of what God has given to me? Or am I walking only so far? 
I know in my spiritual upbringing and, and thank God for being raised in the church and, and uh, being introduced to the things of God at a young age, but yet there were so many things that I was not introduced And uh, that's not an error on anyone's part. That's just not knowing or not being yielded to the Holy Spirit uh, to a certain way. Uh, various factors probably uh, affect that thought or how certain churches operate. I'm not comparing churches, so don't get that misunderstanding. I'm not saying uh, that we're the greatest church in the world. I'm not saying that, but I will say that we're there by the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. we are effective in what we do. If you're a member of the Living Faith, you should have been helping me out on that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. We are effective in what we do. Amen. Come on. Uh, we're Come not on. the perfect church and we're not the, the best thing to slice bread. But we are yielded to the Holy Spirit and our desire is to honor God to see what happens, what God has designed in heaven to happen here on earth. Amen. We don't want to just see what's written in scriptures. We don't want it just to be words on a page. Amen. We don't want it just to be a good thought or a good sound. We want to see that God is moving. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he's going to be the same tomorrow. Amen. We want to see that. We want to know that the, the works that Jesus did, that we are still doing those works. Yeah, I'm going to show you some scriptures on that. We're going to work through that. But that is still happening today. And I know that some would think that certain things have, have stopped and they no longer are, are going. I, I would challenge that to be looking to the scriptures for ourselves. Amen. And don't just go by what you heard. If you're going by what you heard, but you've never studied for yourself, you've never experienced for yourself, you're probably going to come up short in your understanding. That's just true. Amen. If I just go off of what people tell me, but I never read for myself, I never study the scriptures for myself, I never begin to make myself available to the Word of God. I don't begin to pray and ask God to give me discernment and understanding of what's written in His Word. I'm going to come up short. I'm only going to go as far as, as my understanding can take me. And I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit supersedes well beyond, I can't even begin to put a, a time on it or, or a label on it, how far He goes beyond our human understanding to take us to the right understanding. Amen. So I'm talking about evidence of a supernatural church. Uh, and when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about this from a, a position of there should be an expectancy. 19 ministry to receive it. Thank you. Our teens. God bless you guys. Have a great time today. We talk about what we, my focus is to, to, to come to an expectancy and an experience. To have an expectancy and to experience what I'm going to talk about today. To have an expectancy and then experience. Just like a mother when she's having that baby. Right? Come on, she knows there's a baby in the womb. Right? Come on, come on, moms. Don't work with me today. A mother knows when there's a baby in the womb. I know initially it might be a little, you know, the first few months, kind of getting used and not quite sure. But after a certain amount of time, the mother knows that that baby's in the womb. You begin to feel certain things. Things begin to change. You know, certain certain foods that you used to like, uh, maybe they, they don't work so well for you anymore. Uh, certain smells, uh, you're affected by certain smells. I know some young lady that I, I've known for a while had me laughing when she said she was pregnant one time and the smell of man 
bothered her. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. It's a true story. The smell of man bothered her. I'm like, wow, that's going to be a challenging pregnancy. <laughs> I'm just thinking, that's going to be a challenging pregnancy because you're not going to be able to live life without coming into contact with a man in some capacity. It was funny. But it's, I, I, I've never been pregnant. I, don't, I can't tell you that that's not a true fact. Uh, so I take that person's word for it. So you know there's evidence, there's things that are happening in you that you know that something's just about, something's about to happen. All right. So there's some expectancy. There's expectancy, and the doctor gives to know the expected date, and, and probably, I don't know what percentage, but I'd probably say, I'd just jump out there, easily say probably about 30% of those exact dates come to, come to be true. And that's probably a really high number. Would you agree with that? Right. If they say April 15th, it could be anywhere before or after, but chances of it actually happening on April 15th are probably very slim. I, don't, I didn't check that fact out because I wasn't planning on saying that, but I would just venture out to say it's probably very slim that that's going to happen. But there's an expectancy of somewhere around that time, if all things stay normal and, and progress as they should, something's going to happen. A baby's going to come forth. So there's expectancy, and then eventually there's an experience of that expectancy. In other words, that does come true. You, you find yourself in, in labor. You find yourself uh, uh, at that point. The water's broken in some cases. Sometimes it has not. There's no exact science of how the order of things happen, right? It, uh, uh, it may happen a week early. It may happen two, happen two weeks late. It may have to be a C-section. But there's an expectancy, and then there is an experience. The experience is it actually happens. That baby actually comes forth and begins to make that first crying, uh, begins to cry for the first time, and you get to see all that great thing that happens after all that it goes on. Miss Noah, she used to work in labor and delivery for 40 years, I think, right? 40 years uh, in labor and delivery. So she could come and tell the story much better than I can because she was a labor and delivery nurse. So if, I, if I'm wrong, Miss, Miss Noah, put me up. Intensive care nursery. That with, was with the children or? With the babies. With the babies. Amen. So, intensive care unit uh, when the babies were born and things. So, that's even more. She understands that even the difficulties and challenges of as that baby comes forth. Thank God for those 40 years, Miss Noah. And I think I heard something about a testimony. She didn't miss work. She wasn't the person who missed work. So, that's amazing too. Wow. 40 years. So, with that expectancy, there's, a, there's eventually an experience. And that experience is going to take you beyond, <laughs> most people, how can you really prepare for a pregnancy? You know, the delivery part. How can you really, okay, I'm going to feel this, I'm going to feel that, it's going to happen like this, I'm going to have this much pain, you know, I'm going to need this much medication. You can, you can think about it, and you can pray about it, and you hope that it happens that way, but chances are, it's not going to happen that way. Uh... You're probably gonna, it's probably gonna go a little differently than what we plan, than, than what you plan. I'll say we, pray God I'm not weak. <laughs> my name is Bennett. I wasn't in that. Praise God. Uh, I left my uh, rag somewhere. Oh, I got a rag. So, I want to talk to us about.
about the evidence of a supernatural church. What is evidence? Number one, we've got to talk about that. Define what is evidence? What is evidence? What is evidence? Proof. What is evidence? Proof. It's proof. It's proof. It's facts. It's factual. It is uh, observ factual observations that are presented uh, that confirm the truth. Evidence is something that actually happened and there is, there, there is proof positive. There are records to say that it happened. There are people who can bear witness to that it happened. It, it's proof. You, can't, you cannot deny the evidence. Now people will confuse, I'm sorry, refute evidence. But when it comes down to it, it has to be proven yay or nay. Is it true or is it not true? Did it happen or did it not happen? Is it supposed to happen or is it not supposed to happen? And so understanding, our understanding can affect what we view as evidence from this, from this perspective. I'm on this side of the street, and my goal is to get to that side of the street. On this side of the street, I view evidence a certain way. Now as I begin to walk across that street and experience some things, by the time I make the other side of the street, my evidence has probably changed. Because I've experienced some things that have proven yay or nay or expanded more. But I'm going to tell you there's evidence that God still has supernatural happening in the earth. Amen. God still has, there's evidence that, that the supernatural is, is, is for the church today. I, I, I would think it'd be a little hard just to come in and read a, read, a, read, a, read a scripture and say a prayer and maybe sing a song, give about ten hugs and go home. Uh, I, if anyone does that, I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying that that we our, the understanding needs to be expanded. How is that impacting the kingdom of darkness? How is that reaching those who are lost? They may not be interested in the song. They may not know how to pray. They don't know what you prayed about anyway. They may not even want to come, and they definitely don't want to stay long. So how is that going to impact the people who have come to that place that day? There needs to be some evidence. There needs to be facts be, uh, being conveyed to the hearer, to the participant, to know that God is still God. Amen? The world is trying to eliminate God, and that's a, that, that says enough of right there. If, if, if nothing was wrong, then just leave God alone. Just let it exist. Let it be true. But obviously, there are some problems that say, wait, wait a minute, hold up and wait a minute. There's always going to be opposition when there's growth. I wanted to say that on Wednesday, and I forgot to. It was on my notes as we were leading Bible study. Opposition and growth are synonymous. Opposition and growth. Or you can flip it and say growth and opposition. They're synonymous. They're interchangeable. If you're going to grow in the things of God, you will have some opposition. You, and opposition may not start on the outside. It may start in, in you. It most likely will start inside of you. That's not what I was taught. I, I never knew it to be that way. I never heard it that way before. What are you talking about? Is that make-believe? What are you faith? What are you talking? What? How can that happen? Are you sure? So whenever there's growth, there's sure to be opposition. It may happen in, internally. It may be externally. When you begin to grow in the things of God, I promise you, it's not going to be uh, a bed of roses. We were at the prison ministry last night, Brother Willie and uh, Brother Jonathan, uh, who were with they did an amazing job. 
And we were telling the, 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 the guys there last night, those who were incarcerated, we said, you know, life never was meant to be a bed of roses. It never was. But even when you come to Christ, there's no guarantee that everything is going to be in a hunky-dory. It is not guaranteed that you're not going to have any opposition. You better know it, and the scripture helps us to, to, to prepare us to say you will have some opposition. But guess what? The opposition comes because you are doing what? Growing. Because you are what? Changing. Because of what? You are being transformed into the image of God. So opposition should not be looked at as a strange thing, but to me, now I've come to learn to expect some opposition. If you have the understanding of what could happen because of what you're doing, it'll help you do what you're doing a little bit better. If I know that calling on the name of Jesus is going to, you know, offend some and, and make them want to, you know, look at me differently, well, praise God. I need to have my, myself aware that not everyone that and hears the name of Jesus is going to be jumping for joy and say, oh, thank you so much. Although those of us who, who have a, a relationship with Jesus Christ have come to know that our lives are better because of him, some are not, don't have that experience. That's not the evidence that they walk in. Uh, they may be walking in like, you want me to become one of them Jesus freaks and hold up signs, praise God for our Jesus walk. We're not, you know, we're not uh, some cult walking around and trying to convert people to ourselves. But we want, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. I guarantee you some people felt a little bit uncomfortable about that. It's all right. I haven't heard the report yet myself, but I would guarantee you, many probably rejoiced. But some probably felt a little uncomfortable about that. Some may feel a little uncomfortable about the evidence that you walk in when you're on your job. You know, you can say anything you want to. You can talk any way you want to. But as soon as you say Jesus, you can't say that. You're not supposed to say that. Wait a minute. Weren't you just cursing up a storm? Weren't you just talking about the relationships you were just in? Weren't you just talking about what you're drinking and, 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 and all the stuff you had going on? And I'm just mentioning Jesus. That's offensive. That's interesting. And I don't mind. I, I don't mind saying, you know, to me that's very interesting. I'm, I'm telling you about the Savior of the world. You're telling me about how to live a sinful life. I've done that before. I already have evidence of, of how. To, you know, I've already proven how that works out in my own life. I'm not talking about yours. My life. I have experience with that. Jesus is our example of how to live a supernatural life. Let's look at. Uh, Luke chapter 4, verses, uh, I'm going to do some reading here, 14 and 22. I'm going to be going kind of fast uh, in 43 and 44. So just kind of keep up with me. Uh, looks like I'm going actually one, uh, 14 to 24. So I'm going to be moving kind of fast. Now I want you to paint the picture here of evidence of a supernatural church. We have to have an example. Luke chapter 4. Verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Hmm. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. All this is going to make some sense. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue. In other words, when you see synagogue, think about church. He went into the synagogue on the, on the Sabbath day. And stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet 
prophet Isaiah, which is Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. It had been in the book all this time. It had been in the book all this time. And people had been reading this. But how many could really identify with this and begin to walk in this measure here? That's what I'm really getting to. So kind of give you a, a precursor there. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Evidence of a supernatural church. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's a lot right there. Evidence of a supernatural, a supernatural church should be doing what we just read right there. It should be doing that. It should be preaching the gospel to the poor. And not just talking about poor without money, but the poor in spirit. Those who don't have the hope that we have quite yet. They could be millionaires, but yet still not have the hope of eternal life. So that's still considered poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Thank God that Jesus came and was the example of how to heal the brokenhearted. Amen? We're going somewhere, so y'all hang in there. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. Jesus read the scripture. He read the prophet. Uh, the reading from the prophet Isaiah, you can find in the book in the book of Isaiah, the same word. And he, Jesus read it. He closed the book. He sat down. He closed the book. I wonder how many people understood what he had just read. And that's what I want us to connect with. How many people identified with what he had just read? How many people could connect and say, you know what? This isn't just, these are not just words on a page. These are not just historical facts that are stored away in our libraries. But obviously, it had been there and probably read before, but how many people connected with what was read? And that's what I'm talking about today. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. So all these people in the church, all of a sudden they're looking at him with a wonder and amazement. They're astonished. They're looking at him. Why are they looking at him? And and he began to say to them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Why am I making emphasis on that? Because this day, this scripture is fulfilled in our ears. The, the poor are being reached. Come on. And we're not just talking about them that are, those that are poor, me. The one who had been born was reached with the gospel. Uh, the brokenhearted. I'm not just talking about reaching out to the brokenhearted. I can reach out to the brokenhearted. Why? Because my broken heart has been healed. Come on. So evidence of a supernatural church. I needed to have an experience with what I expected. Come on. Uh, to preach deliverance to the captives. I've been one who's been captive by my sin before. 
Come on, my sin. No one put it on me. What I put on myself. My own sin, my own shortcomings, my own going against the will of God. What I did. Thank God that someone preached. And as I heard the preaching, the word entered my ears and entered my heart and stirred up some faith in me and said, you know what? I can be free from what I've been bound by. To preach the recovering of sight to the blind. In other words, what I did not, I didn't know I was blind. I thought I was doing all right. Blind is not, not someone who really, uh, necessarily realizes that they're blind. But many people that are blind don't have a clue that they're blind. They think that they're already good. I'm good to go. I'm, you know, my home is great. You have a great job. Come on. People like me. I do them well. I do unto others as I want them to do unto me. I'm trying to live by the golden rule. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to reach out to others. Come on. I'm trying to be nice to everybody. But not realizing I am still blind. Because I have not received the truth into my life yet. Jesus is the one who brings light to our dark areas, to our needing areas, and helps us to uh, recover the sight. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Come on, those who have suffered, those who have had bad experiences in life, those who have been mistreated, praise God that his word comes to bring that deliverance to us. Amen. That your past does not dictate your present and your future. Praise God for that. Devontae, I know you got me on that one. I thank God for Devontae. I know you. I, I know you got me on that one. Our past does not determine my present and my future. I'm a witness to that, that my past does not determine where I am now, who I am, and where I'm going. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord God has come into my life and taken that out of my life and now put me on the right road. Look out now. So what we see when each other comes to church, I've been going to say this for a while. We come to church and look pretty good. Come on, Devontae, come on up here right quick, because, man, you're looking pretty good. You're looking pretty good. So we, you know, I think you have them the same That's all right. That's why you made more than one of them. Man, my size is smaller than yours. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we come... And we might look really good. I'm not picking on him. I'm just using him as a good example. I'm, I'm in this example with him. So you may get dressed up and you look pretty good. And nothing's wrong with dressing up. You want to look your best. For whatever reason that might be, you want to look your best. But underneath all of this,
the, what the, the Holy Spirit does is come and helps to empower us to take us beyond just looking good on the outside. But the Holy Spirit begins to begin to check on work on the wardrobe that's on the inside. I don't know about you, I've seen, I've seen enough on television where folks look the best. But all of a sudden, you begin to hear about their mess. And it happens every day. The most, the most popular of people. Come on, the most, the most educated of people. So God is coming to do a work on the inside. So that when you see this outside... It's matching up in God's sight. I want my inside to look like this. How that's going to happen is that I've got to have to let the Spirit of God work in my life and begin to work on those things that are not quite as beautiful in my life right now. Now I might look good like this, but I may have an anger problem. I may have trust issues. But when you see me, you think he's got it going on. I may have some unforgiveness in my heart. Come on, I may be broken in some areas that you can never see yourself. But I look good on the outside. But evidence of a supernatural church will begin to work on the inside. Come on, it begin to touch those areas that are broken. It'll begin to touch those lonely places. Come on, those addictions and those habits. You can look like this and you may never know that I'm addicted or I have a habit. Are you following? So evidence of a supernatural church is not just working on that, it's working on this, so that when you see that, we match up just right. Just right. Thanks, Devontae. You look good, man. Inside and outside. I can tell on the inside because I see the fruit of his life. He said, how do you know what's on the inside? You got to look at the fruit. Come on. You know it by the fruit. When you used to be the, the clubber, you used to be the, the drinker, come on. But you're not, Pastor David is a blessing. I appreciate that. Man. Oh. Amen. Come on, Pastor David. <laughs> I love you, Jim Bell. <laughs> Pastor David, where you are, man? Come on, man. Come on. Preach that word, man. He talked to somebody. So you write a book talking to me. Where was I, y'all? Where was I? Where was I? Fruit. 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 Amen. Praise God. You know that something's happened on the inside of me when I don't, I don't want to go there anymore. You find me more here, more here than I am there. Uh, are you following me? You find me more here than I was, than I was there. You find me more, in other words, you see me coming and making myself available to God because there's a change happening on the inside of me that's causing me to go after this God that we're talking about. The one I just read about, the one who's come, uh, uh, the scriptures foretold that this man was coming. And, and when I say this man, I'm talking about Jesus. And when he came on the scene, it wasn't just going to be a regular show, y'all. It wasn't just going to be regular church service. That's why I really want to get to. I got to hurry to speed up, I guess. It wasn't just going to be church as usual. 
Because this is what really happened. In the synagogues, they, they gathered in the synagogues on a weekly basis, on a daily basis in some cases. But the, the, the masses came on a weekly basis. How many times did they gather in that synagogue and nothing happened? Uh-oh, that's why I'm really going. How many times did they come and read the scripture but nothing happened? How many times did they come and gather together and say that we're here for, for, for God but nothing was happening? There was no evidence of things happening. People were still bound. Are you following me? People were still, were still poor. People were still unsaved. People were still uh, uh, addicted. People were still lame and halt. People still couldn't see. But evidence of a supernatural church says that the blind receive their sight. Whether natural or spiritual blindness, people receive their sight. It says that the captives are set free. They don't they can't come up in here and walk out the same way. You have to make a choice to come in God's place in His presence and leave the same way that you came. You have to determine that you're just not going to do nothing to receive the day. But I'm talking about evidence of a supernatural church. Well, the Word of God will come in such power and authority. It's going to reach your heart. And you'll say, you know what? I'm ready to change that thing. That word today is for me. I'm changing. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. And I'm grabbing on to the things of God in my life in this area. A lot of change is necessary. Would you agree with that? A lot of change is necessary. A lot of healing is necessary. Thank God. I look at this church. You see, I, I, I said there's evidence. There's evidence here. Come on. There's evidence here. Look around you. I, actually do that. I'm saying literally do that. Look around you. Look at someone that you, you know, there's evidence that something is happening in the body of Christ. There's some evidence. Ashley Everett, stand up. Please. You're evidence. Are you connected with me? Evidence. Lives that are changing. A young person who's going after God. Are you serious? There's some evidence up in the house today. Thank you, man. Hallelujah. You know, I may call you at any moment, so just be ready. But there's evidence that the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Miss Bassett, if you can stand, can you stand for me? Come on, evidence. Come on. Don't mess with Thank you, Miss Bassett. She's healed today. She's here today. She's been giving her testimony. Thank God that God kept her. And she said she's stronger now than she's ever been. And she was going through some serious medical stuff that could have, her life could have been, that could have been it. But here she is now. She prays to God and she gets another shout on and everything now. And come on. There's evidence that the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. I want us to grab hold of that. Look at the lives that are changed. David Padilla, stand up, man. There's, there's some evidence. Don't, don't mess with it. There's some evidence. I know I'm talking about. There's two positive that the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Four or five years ago, I don't know if I get it right. Four or five years ago, he began to trust God. And God has changed that man. And strengthened that man. And caused him to come into the understanding of who he really is. And man, that guy got to be on his job, don't he? He takes the job serious. I mean, he made me want to sit down. <laughs> He's going to stand up here in this position as an armor bearer. He, he makes me want to sit down. I'm not 
you see, the, 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 the reverence I see, the, the respect I see that I feel for him because he's a man of God. That's some evidence. Come on, there's a blind that receiver in their sight. Come on, that the poor are, are taught. Come on, being be, be made rich. That's some evidence. Come on, Diane, stand up. Praise God, that's some evidence. Third baby, right? I'm already two second baby, right? Second baby. Third and fourth is on the way. They are have a promise from God about twins, so I'm not making that up. And they believe God after 19 years, they didn't have any children, but they continue to believe God, and they had the first one. Then shortly after that, they had to have had the second one. They've already got this real big one, like way up there, you know. That, that brother Dane fella. That's already. Tell me that's not the supernatural evidence. And I remember one of the things she did. I remember she was in the prayer room praying and, and believing in about, about delivery, about delivering a child. And she wasn't even confirmed pregnant. This is years before it even happened, y'all. That doesn't just happen in just some ordinary. We go in to read the book and pray and sing a song and hug and go home. All right, all right. Uh, is that connected well enough? I'm not even in my notes. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm there somewhere, but I'm not following the outline right now. Let's look at this, John chapter 5, verse 1. After this, I'm already reading, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, and you've heard this before, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. I think Pastor David was preaching on this the other day. Man, I almost jumped out of my seat. I, it, sometimes you got, you got to, it's hard to contain yourself. Pastor and I hopefully said, we can preach that thing. You know, right now, we can go and preach that with Pastor David. I'm talking to people like, oh boy, I got it. So she's getting points, I'm getting points. You can stay in that scripture for a long time. I'm going to draw out a couple of things that stood out to me. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. Come on. People that were blind, they were halt, I mean, they couldn't walk, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. <laughs> for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Uh -huh. Whosoever then first, uh, after the trouble of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Okay, there was a one in a whatever, thousand chance. There's going to be people around the pool. You had a one in a, there's a hundred. So you had a one in a hundred chance of being made whole if you get in that pool faster than anyone else. That's what's real with that. Because only one was going to be made whole. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. Now that, 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 that just began to hit me. Someone to have an infirmity for 38 years. What in the world was the church doing for somebody having an infirmity for 38 years? Mm, mm, mm. Come on. See, this is why I'm, I'm really identifying with. What was the church doing? Because he's outside. He's not far from the synagogue. What was the church doing for this man to be impotent for 38 years? Like, uh-oh. Let's keep reading. The impotent man answered, and answered him, Sir, I have no man when the trouble is water to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step is down before me. He said, I can't get there. I'm limited. I can't get there. I want to be healed, but I just can't get there fast enough. I'm talking about the condition of people's hearts right now, y'all. People want better. 
people want to be healed. They want to be saved. Come on. They want to be delivered. Amen. Come on. People want to be set free. But they don't know how to. I don't have anyone who can take me there. No one can get me there. I like what Jesus said. And this is evidence of a supernatural church. Jesus didn't pick him up and carry him to the water. He didn't say, y'all get out of the way. This is this, this, this man's turn to get in the pool. He didn't, he didn't, that wasn't Jesus' approach. What was Jesus' approach? What did he say? What did he say? You know what? Man, you got to rise up. Rise. Rise. See, my southern comes out sometimes. I got to read it. I'm telling you. My southern. Rise. Take up thy bed and walk. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All this time, people have been telling me, you got to be first to the pool. Wait, 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 wait. You've been telling me for 38 years. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I've been, wait a minute now. Now, I, I start getting an attitude with that. And see, this is what I, and I really did get an attitude. I get an attitude every now and again. You know what? I get an attitude about this. You mean to tell me that was in the scripture and I didn't know it? All this time, people have been telling me something else? All this time, I've been living? Are you telling me it's been sitting in there all this time and I can have that? Are you serious? I'm not mad at anyone. I'm, just, I'm upset. But man, why did I get that? Jesus said, come on, arise. Take up your bed, man, and you begin to walk. I don't think you mean like that. Take up your bed. That's maybe another story right there. You know, another one. Another one about that. But he said, get up. And you got to walk. That's what Jesus said there. Oh, praise God. Thank you. Amen. Uh, come on. Get up. So a supernatural church will tell you, will, will emphasize the word of God in a way that it's going to cause you to do something different. And you come to find out, that's all I need to do? And then what am I talking about different? Use my faith? It wasn't about works. It wasn't about someone picking me up and taking me into the pool. You're telling me that because you have commanded me, because you have spoken to me, I just need to rise up. What? Out of my situation? All I need to do? What? Out of my situation? I don't have to be bound. What? I do? I do? All this time? What? I've been looking. How do I let go of this addiction? Come on. Rise up. Rise up. And walk. Come on. Rise up. And walk. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. 38 years. Surely someone should have had the, the revelation of God. Amen. And that's what I'm really pointing to. A supernatural church. Someone should have had the revelation that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So God said he came, he came to He came to what? Bring bring liberty, set at liberty those that are captive. I didn't know that that's what I could do. I didn't know that God had the calling of uh, uh, the, such a calling on my life. I didn't know that. But this is what you have in store for me, God? And immediately the man was made what? Oh. Uh-oh. And he did what? Took up his bed. And did, what did he do? And on the same day was the Sabbath. They had a problem with that. I'm not going into that today. Afterward, verse 14, I'm jumping to 14. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more. Let the worst thing come upon thee. All I do is follow the instructions. Amen. Jesus was straight to the point. You just don't know what this is what's going to help you, man. Just don't go sin anymore. You're good to go. Oh, yeah. 
in our situations, we're free. Christ sets us free. We just have to just don't go sin anymore. Just obey that. Just obey. Don't go back to that. If he gets us out of a relationship that's not honorable to him, just don't go back. Now remember, with growth, there is what? Opposition. So I'm not saying, he's not, he's not saying, you're going to go and no one's going to bother you. No, there's going to be some opposition, but he said, just don't go back there again. Whatever you have to do to not go back there again, you have to be willing to do it. You've got to do something radical. Like, uh, Art said, you don't get the, you, you want some, 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 experience something you've never seen before? Come on, you've got to do something you've never done before. That has never been done yet at that point. So Jesus come and say, just rise up and walk, and don't go back to that place anymore. Like, what? I can be, that, what? That, that's how I can be free? There's no steps to this. There's no 10 steps, 12 steps to No. No. When Jesus healed the, 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 the 10 lepers, come on, come on. He healed them all. And he just said, just go show yourself to the priest. He didn't sit down and say, go through all these, these 10, 10, 12 steps. Uh, he just said, come on, go show yourself to the priest. One of them uh, paid good attention and went back and said, thank you, sir. That's it. Verse 19, then answered Jesus and said, saith, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also the Son do, uh, uh, the Son likewise. And what I'm doing, I'm starting to paint you a picture here. Jesus is saying, what you see me doing is not of me, but it's what the Father is doing. Come on, where is the Father? Come on, where is the Father? Come on, where is the Father? Talk to me, where is the Father? God the Father resides where? Where is he? Heaven. Come on, he's, he's, he's in the heavens. He's in the heavenly, come on. From heaven to earth. Come on. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done uh, uh, on earth as it, as it is where? In, in heaven. heaven. His rule, his authority. He's already saying, come on. <laughs> Jesus said, I can't do this of myself. What you see me doing is not because I've got it going on. But what you see me doing is what my father does. He's setting some proper order right here. We're starting to see the flow from heaven to earth. It's already starting to flow. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. For the father loveth the son and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. Jesus is already saying, what you saw right now was, was a miraculous. But guess what? There's more to come. There's more to come. Let's move to the next scripture. John chapter uh, 14. So Jesus is doing greater works. He's doing something that no one else would have ever done. The same word was written. Come on, the same word was available for anyone else to go in to grab it, understand it, and begin to walk it out. But it wasn't happening in the synagogue. It wasn't happening in the synagogue. It was just a meeting place. This is not just a meeting place. I'm trying to just identify and connect with what... This is not just a meeting place. This is not a come in and feel good moment place. This is a place where the supernatural is made manifest, and I'm here to show you, but about to tell you, get ready for more. Praise God. Praise God. And that's what this really is, getting our hearts and our minds ready 
for more. Uh, 14, John 14, 10 through 12. Thou, uh, uh, why does it be like that? Thou not that I am in the Father. Oh, okay, it's coming out of know thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Who, do, who does the works? The Father, right? Yes. Believe me that I am in the Father, this is still Jesus talking, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very word's sake. If you can't believe that, believe what you see. Come on. Believe what you see. Uh, there was a man just uh, at the pool there who was, who was uh, impotent for 38 years. Uh, he's walking now. <laughs> Come on. Believe me for the word's sake. If you can't believe anything, believe the words, okay? All right. Uh, verily I say unto you, verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works, come on, the works with an S on the end of that, that I do, shall he do also. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. What's next there? What's next? Uh, no, no, no. Well, what's next right there? Come on, the scripture's right in front of me. Are we on the right verse? Yeah, yeah. Come on. And, and what? And greater works than these uh, uh, shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Greater works. What? Greater works. Wow. So Jesus is already going to be saying, there's going to be more. There's more coming. More coming. Let's look at uh, John chapter 16. I'm trying to really get through this. I get to where I'm really going. All oh, this is getting us there. John chapter 16, verse 7. Uh, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin, come on, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, uh, although you can't quite get it right now, howbeit, that's not the end of the story. Howbeit, woo, when he, the spirit of truth, is what? Um, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive a mind, and shall show it unto you. Uh-oh, we get to get involved in this thing. Versus Jesus talking about the Father has given this to me. And then Jesus saying, guess what, I'm leaving, but you're not going to be alone, you're not going to be comfortless, you're not going to be without power. He said, I am sending the Comforter to you. And he's going to be with you. He shall glorify verse 14, glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and he going to show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. And what I'm seeing there is that it's a funnel. It's a flow going. The Father had it. He, he reveals it to the Son. The Son has it. He does his job. He releases it to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes, 
about to look at that? He comes, and he comes to abide in us. And guess what? We're next. Y'all ready for that? It's almost like we're running this race. I, I, I like that baton. I know Lynette was a, was, a, was a runner. Come on, Lynette. Come on up right quick. Come on up. Come on. I need a microphone. Come on. Lynette was a runner. Come on. Lynette, and you're going you to be the fourth leg. you got to be the fourth leg. Come on down there. That way. That, 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 we don't have to go this way. This, we don't have to run this way in track. We go this way. But we go this way. No, no, no. She don't get in. She's number four. She got she to gotta bring this thing home. Derek, come on. Come on, Derek. Come on. Come on. You be the father. Come on. You have the baton. Is here with Derek. I'm going to show you how this thing works. A little practical application right here. Come on, Derek. Bob, right there. Come on, come on, y'all. Do a little fast right there. Back up, Derek, to the, to the uh, podium. Uh, That's good right there. All right. All right. So now we need the son. Okay, we have the father right here. He's got the works. He's the one has it. Come on. Uh, uh, um, 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 come on. I missed the name. Uh, Jermail. Come on, Jermail. Come on. You're the son. Come on. Come on, man. This is track. Come on. Right there. All right. All right. And uh, now we need uh, we, we need we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Uh, who do we have the Holy Spirit? Come on, Rudy. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, come on, man. Come on, come on. Right here, Holy Spirit, got it right here. Come on, you ready? Okay, you got to go up the other bit. You got to run the curve, bro. Finish the curve. Get to the straight. Finish the curve and get to the straight, girl. I, I remember track. I ran that leg, so I understand this, this stuff I'm talking about right now. Okay, come on. So what Jesus was saying, you know, it's the Father. Who, who, who is this all about? He's the one who owns this all. It is about what he created. You remember Pastor David talked about going back to the what? The original plane. And in the original plane, it says in the beginning, God. Yeah. Uh, people get hung up and they get stuck because they're trying to prove all this other stuff. But he said, I like my God. He's not arguing with nobody. Y'all see God down here in any kind of courtroom arguing his case? Anybody see God show up in his, at the Supreme Court and start arguing his case? All I see is that it's written, and he's gone, you know, he don't have to come down here and worry about it. That's what we're doing. We're getting involved in all that stuff. He's like, look up. Look up now. I'm just God. In the beginning, God. So here God is. He creates the heavens and the earth. He does his part. And I said, you know what? I've got to send my son because the world is out of order. And i got to get it back in order. And he says, I'm sending my son. Come on. I'm coming. I'm being revealed in my son. Come on. Come on with that. But God, come on. No, we can't, have, we can't hold it like that, man. That's not how we... Come on, that's not how... Look, look, look. I watch enough Olympics. Come on, the United States was in the lead so many times, and they dropped the baton. They had the fastest runners, men and women, but they would, they didn't do the, the baton exchange. They were bad, and they were, they were horrible at the exchange. You can be the fastest in the world, but if you can't exchange it right, you can come in last. And so here we go. We're running, Derek. Come on, we're running. If we go back to that, come on, we're going to lean, we're going to lean back here. We lean back. Are you telling me you telling me you telling me stuff. you telling me stick. Come on, stick. Come on, give him a stick. Stick. Right here. Stick. Come on, you snatch and going. So we're just snatch and going. Come on, the sun is going. The sun is going. There we go, we got a stick. Holy Ghost is gone. And guess what? And now, see, now Lynette knows what she's doing. I'm back, Lynette. But if you get something really good, when you really want to make that even smoother, to make that exchange even smoother, come on, let's see your exchange. She had a real nice exchange. Come on. She says, come on, put it right there in my groove pocket. Put it in my groove pocket. Put it in my groove pocket. Come on, because i got to go somewhere. All right, y'all go and have a seat. Don't go too far. Y'all sit right here on the front. Y'all sit on the front right here. Come on, it's 318. 
Scoot over, Bruce. So you got come on, let's ride. All right, all right. Let's look at Acts chapter 2. We're going somewhere. We're almost there, y'all. Y'all all right? All right, we're almost there. We're in Acts chapter 2. I'm trying to get a whole lot out in a little bit of time. All right, Acts chapter 2. Let's start at verse 1. It's in my scripture here somewhere. All right, Acts chapter 2. Come on. Oh, you know what? I appreciate that for me. Pentecost was fully come. Remember Jesus said, I'm not leaving you by yourself. I'm going to give you a confidence. You're going to be all right. You are, he already talking about the works. He's, already, he's doing, great, doing great works. He says, well, guess what? I'm giving you the power. You're going to do greater works. There's more of you. You're going to have more understanding. You have more ability to go and do greater works. And so here's the promise of the Holy Spirit that's come. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Okay? Oh, man. Uh, I'm to do this a little different. It's like a so the atmosphere is set in verse 1. The atmosphere is set. Yeah. They, that, that's verse 1 is setting the atmosphere. They all came. They were The, the day of Pentecost had come. They had been in, in the upper room. The 120 had been in the upper room about 50 days. The uh, upper, I mean, the, the day of Pentecost was fully come. And there uh, were, and they were all with one accord in one place. The atmosphere is set. Come on. Evidence of the supernatural. You have to have the atmosphere set just right out of here. Come on. You're going to see God move in the, in, in the way he wants to move. you got to have the atmosphere set just right. You can't come up in here, you know, you know, uh, uh, just rolling out of bed. You know, no preparation. Come on. No preparation. No time in the Word. Come on. Come on. No time in the Word. Uh, haven't talked to God in, what, about two months. Come on. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. You know, been, been neglected fellowship with other believers. Come on, you can't just roll out of bed and walk up in there talking about we about that we about to experience the supernatural. It's just not going to happen. Are you following? Me? Because you got to do something in order to experience that supernatural. You got to get on one. Of course, why it took them about fifty days to get people's minds right, get their hearts right, get them set, get them ready. Come on, if we're going to experience the supernatural, something's about to happen with the church. The church is about to be birthed, y'all. Come on, I'm talking about in Acts chapter 2. The, the church is about to spring forth. Yeah. It's uh -huh. about to come on the scene. Are you with me? It's about to show and display the glory of God. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how well we're connected with that. I'll make you this really deep and deep thought. But you got to get this. Come on, the church is about to come on the scene. Jesus just said, greater works you about to do up in here. Uh -huh. He told his disciples, you about to see some greater works, man. Yeah, you saw a man healed. You saw one been healed. After 38 years, get up and walk. Guess what? But I'm just one person. I'm just going to reach, you know, one or two folks at, the, at one time. But guess what? When one, two, three, four, five, when six of you have my spirit in you, and you're going about doing what you can do, oh, wait a minute. Six people, we have just multiplied the potential of the Holy Ghost to impact someone else's life. All right. Come on, come on, we keep connecting. We have about, I don't know how many people here right now, maybe about 120 of us about here, or about sitting here right now, maybe about 120. Guess what? When we're all impacted by the Holy Spirit, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we're going to operate in the Holy Spirit, you mean tell me there's going to be some greater works up in here? All right. Mm. I'm not just talking about in here, but I'm talking about out there when I say up in here, I'm talking about being, being manifested in here so we can go out there and do some greater works. Are you serious? Come on now, I know it's possible. But the atmosphere had to be set. They had to be come on one accord. Right. 
They had to be in one place. They had to have one heart. They had to have one mind. That's what we're working on here. We're creating this atmosphere, this, this maintaining this atmosphere of one accord in one place. Uh, verses 2 through, uh, I'm going to flip back and forth a little bit. Verses 2 through 13 is, is, uh, demonstrates the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes. And when he comes, I know this is, this is a challenge for some. He comes and they begin to speak with other tongues. The manifestation, it doesn't mean there was the tongues of what they were about, but that was the manifestation. It's written in Scripture. It doesn't say that they begin to jump up and, you know, and touch the clouds. It said they begin to speak with other tongues. Oh, yeah. It didn't say they begin to ride bicycles, you know, two by two. It didn't say it. They begin to speak of, it's just what the Scripture says. All right. Now, I understand this right here, but I'm telling you, that's what they begin to do. The fact that they did that, were able to speak in other tongues that they never spoke of, spoke of in their lives. The reason they were able to do that, this was supernatural. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. You couldn't think about that. You couldn't dream that up. I know that some of I'm not feeling right now. I know some of you don't speak with tongues. I, I know that that's, that's a challenge for some. But guess what? It doesn't stop the scripture. All right. I wanted to see that that was a supernatural thing. That didn't just happen because they thought of it in their own head. I need, to, I need some folks to stand with me. That's not just thought up in your head. All right. And see, when I got on that, that was important to me because... When I began to speak in tongues, look, look, look guys, I, I, I didn't dream this thing up. Amen. I, and see, I'm the guy for, I was minding my own business. I first experienced speaking in tongues when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. 14. And this is how it happened. We were in church. Thank God there was some evidence up in that church. Amen. I didn't know that at 14. I wasn't paying attention to that much, you know what I'm saying? But something was said about that message that day that the, the man of God was preaching that reached my heart. I went up to the to the to the altar for salvation. Now I know that I called uh, when I was seventeen. I consider that you and I really begin to walk with Christ. That's when I haven't haven't turned around. But at fourteen, I had my first experience. Mm. I went up to receive salvation at fourteen. I'm up here at this altar. And it's not about the, just about the altar, but that just where I had you know happened to go. I'm there. And they're praying for me, and I had I had not heard there be any Holy Ghost. I, I had not heard that there be any speaking in tongues. I had no one teach me anything about that. I grew up in a church that that, that talked about that. Try to help somebody. I'm, I'm getting this ready because there's gonna be some evidence happening. It may not be today, but I'm telling you, I already see it in the spirit. We're about to have an outboard of the supernatural. Oh, I'm telling you, baby. Uh, and I'm standing, I'm up there, I'm being prayed for, my heart is really out to God. And you know what I'm beginning to hear? Out of my own mouth? Something I never said before in my life. I begin to hear my mouth begin to move. All right. I'm not lying to you. And it began to, to utter some things that I didn't understand what it was saying. And you know what happened? It scared me. All right. I was utterly scared. Because I didn't know what it was and what was happening to me. No one had talked to me about it. I didn't understand it. And from that point forward, if I had someone who would have walked with me from that point in my life, I would have been walking 
in the Holy Spirit, I would have been living for God at a younger age, on fire, gone. Are you following me? So and I'm talking about when these people are gathering, that's why I know some people, you know, the speaking tongue part, but guess what? That wasn't what they went up to the up to the room for. That's right. They didn't go up in the room saying, No, well, we don't come out talking in some tongues, y'all. No, they were told to go and wait for the Holy Spirit. They said the comforter was coming. They knew the one that was going to lead and guide them into all truth was coming. They knew that they had been with Jesus and they missed Jesus. Jesus said, no, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm sending you some help. You have some help on board. So that's what they went for. That's what they went for. This is helping. This, that's what they went for. But what happened? The manifestation, as they heard of the, the rushing mighty wind, as they begin to, the rushing mighty wind begin to fill the room, what happened? They manifested. It was on them like cloven tongues of fire. It's like it, it came and sat upon them like cloven. That means many various tongues of, of fire begin to just sit rest on them. just resting on them. That's not what they went there expecting. Are you following me? So I know that when some people get, get caught up there, that's not what you're coming for. We don't want you to come and, and walk with that. I mean, I start talking to you. No, we say you came and you 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 experienced the, the filling of the Holy Spirit that, that guarantees that now you got some power to walk. You got some power to do what uh, Acts 1 and 8 says. Come on. But you shall become witnesses after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on, you be witnesses to me no matter where you go. Come on, Jerusalem, no problem. Come on, because Jerusalem, it wasn't just a place to go hang out. That's about a church going out. No, those are some religious folks. So when they say you're going to be a witness in Jerusalem, they're like, we're studying the book of Acts. Come on, who was the one that had the problem with, with, with Paul and the gospel? Were the Jews? It was the church folks. Come on, the religious folks. I'm not mad at them. They just had a lack of understanding. I'm not mad at them. So you say you're going to need to be a witness when you're among those who don't believe you. Even those who are proclaiming that they're, you know, that they're claiming that they, they are Christians. They say, I'm not, I, can't, I can't judge anyone saying, but they are. But they're lacking some understanding. So from their lack of understanding, they're talking to you a certain way. They're trying to keep you from doing what you've been led to do by the Spirit of God. Come on. You're going to need some witness. You're going to need some boldness. You go to Judea, you're going to need some boldness. Come on. You go to Samaria, you're going to need some boldness. And then when you begin to get to the other parts of the world, you're going to need the boldness. You're going to need to be boldness to be a witness. So the Holy Spirit was coming on board to help them, to strengthen them, to encourage them. But the manifestation was they began to speak out of time. It's not what they went there for. It's not what they were going to see. How, and what you'll come out with, I don't know that. It was God's choosing to say, this is the sign that you have received. And they begin to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. And see, I know some people say, that's not for today. Here's my thing about that. I, say, I, I didn't understand this when I was younger. I wanted to say this, but I didn't have enough, I didn't have enough experience to say this when people confronted me about, you know, wasn't that for the, wasn't that for the other days that old and that gone? Holy Spirit, I mean, speaking in tongues is not for that. I, I, in my, in my heart, I, I, I said no. I said in Scripture, I said, but these are people that were older than me. These people that, you know, obviously knew more than I did uh, from the religious standpoint. So I was a little intimidated. But I wanted to say this. 
but I didn't know how to say this because I didn't, I didn't have enough experience then. But you know what? I have a whole lot of experience now. I'm so bold I have no problem saying that. Is that you can't take away from me what I have experienced. Come on. I don't know about none of that stuff you talk about right now. I'm not sure what book you just read from. I'm not sure from what, what perspective you're coming from. I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying you cannot take from me what I experienced for myself when I know that's not what I was looking for. I wanted to say that when I was a young man, but I didn't know how to say that. Thank God I can say it now. I didn't know that was what was, was going to happen to me. I didn't. I didn't look for that. And, and it wasn't just about the tongue. It's about, am I a witness? Come on. Am I living, living right? Am I living with more power? Am I walking with more power and authority? Am I walking with more understanding? Come on. Do I feel my help when I need my help? Come on. Are y'all following? Amen. So that's one thing that you can't let anyone, if it's your experience, don't let anyone take that experience from you. That's not what you were looking for. The other thing is that these are people of great reputation. If you know me, I'm not no liar. And I got to think about that. Come on, I'm not no liar. I'm not going to make something up. I'm not going to, you know. And this other thing that came to me, if I had the, the, the wisdom then and the, the power to do that then, man, I, I could have helped some people. Cheers from all the service. Oh, yeah. I could say. But how are you going to tell me that people that I've seen their lives change, I've seen the fruit in their lives, I, they just happen to speak in tongues? Come on, you mean tell me Minister Allen is not, not for real? You mean tell me that Holy Ghost is not for what I read in Scripture and that she's good? That's not for real? Come on, I know her life. I know enough about, I know enough about other kids. Come on, you tell me that's false? I know enough about Brother Wood. You mean tell me that's false? I know enough about, you mean tell me that's false? Come on, are you serious? We all making this thing up? Come on. I hope you understand, I'm not busting, I'm really trying to illustrate a point that the supernatural church has to operate out of the supernatural flow of the Holy Spirit. Are you following? If not, we'll be reading some some books or some words on a page. And we'll have people coming and going. And people are not being healed. And they're not being delivered. And then the, the, the blind are not receiving their sight. Come on. And the impotent are not being made to walk. Because there has to be faith released in an atmosphere that's going to allow that to happen. Come on. Are, are, are we connecting here? Say that again. There has to be evidence. We didn't determine the evidence. God determined the evidence. Jesus. So what the Lord was sharing with me is, get ready. We've seen a lot already, haven't we? But guess what? There's so much greater. Because what did Jesus say? You saw this, but there's still greater. And we say greater. Greater is not for our just our benefit. But the greater is for the benefit of others. That others may see the glorious works of God. And how do they see those glorious works of God? Through us. Does that make sense to you? There has to be evidence of a supernatural. We are not a church that's just gathering together for a good time. But we're a church with a mission. And we believe, one of our belief statements is that the Holy Spirit was given to the believers. And the sign that the Holy Spirit has been given is that they will speak with other tongues. 
has the spirit gives him utterance. There's no way. I've never taken German a day in life. I don't even know any German words. Sauerkraut, probably. <laughs> now, I'm probably not saying it correctly, but it's the way we say it. Sauerkraut. So I didn't choose what, what I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to choose how I'm going to, this is going to come out. All I did was yield my, 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 my tongue. Just yield it to God. Yeah. God, whatever you do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So the evidence of supernatural church is that we've got this relay team. Come on, relay team.
So he passes on to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes, Acts chapter 2, and begins to manifest himself to the believers that were gathered there. So he began his work. Begin to run, to be with us always, bring us into all truth. And he comes, Acts chapter 2, and he manifests himself to the body of believers. Look at it's been a while, bro. I, I see it. I see it. You can't run like this, can you? You're not supposed to run like this, are you? Come on. Come on. Get through that wind. Come on. You're right, so I'm not standing up straight. Shoulders, come on. Come on. Came and empowered the, the believers. Where are you going? And the believers now, it's our responsibility to run the race. Yeah. You can make it, bro. 
Expectancy always gonna happen. 
to show up in this place and do things that we can't even think or imagine. Things that seem foolish to some that may seem foolish. to people running around in church. What's wrong with them? They running in heels. What's wrong with them? Come on. God said he's using the foolishness of this world to confound the wise. Because they don't understand when you were running, you were being empowered to run. If you were just running around the church, you were running. I'll be running for life. I'll be in my destiny. I'm thinking, you know what? Ooh, I'm getting to my destiny. I'm seeing what God has created. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even more, look out there. I'm about to do some things for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'm about to do some things for the kingdom of God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Ooh, I'm, about, I'm about to find out who I really am in Christ. See, I'm about to find out who I really am. Oh, 
that there would be a confirmation of what God wants to do in your life, even if it's a personal God. And those are hidden from our very beginning, those are down sitting in the uprising, our thoughts are far off, the word tells us. Come on, Lord. Acquainted with all of our ways. Come on, Lord. And I thank God that He knows us. Because since people, like you said, don't know those days I'm crying by myself. He doesn't know anything. God knows everything. They don't know that God knows me personally. I just thank God for you today. church home. We need a good place to call home. Amen. Hope today you didn't scare you away. That was what you were thinking about. <laughs> More to come. <laughs> We'd love you to be to come, to be a part. If God will you to join us, come on and do it. Our hearts are open, arms are open to receive. If not, we look for a good recommendation. We have some really good churches, great churches in Oklahoma. We can recommend some great ones to you. So if that's what you want to do, you can see us after church. I will talk to you about that. Amen. God bless you. Love each and every one of us. Come on. Let's sing that a little bit. Then we're going to have Miss Cassandra come up and do our offering. Receive our offering.
the race that you've given me, Lord. I'm going to do what you have called me to do. What I'm impacted by, I'm glad y'all coming. Guess what? I'm up here. For, I'm standing up here for me. I'm saying, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. You want me to do something, I'll do it. What you're surrendering to us, God, here right now. God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm so available to you. I'm wide, I'm wide open. Open. And the fact is, He does want to use each and every one of us. He wants to use each and every one of us. Come on, He wants to use each one of us. There's ways so many people to, to touch. He's going to need all of us. God needs all of us to be in our place. A supernatural demonstration of His love. He's going to pray with you, just touch you, believe God with you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
counsel of his own will. It's all supposed to work together for your good this morning. Every challenge you are yet to face that God will bring you through. But nothing in your life will be wasted. He's going to use every drop of pain that you've ever had to minister to somebody else. Somebody's going to be blessed by your crucifixion. Somebody's going to be blessed by the fact that you have laid down what you used to be and have been risen again to be what he wants you to be. For everybody in here who has desired to be used that way of God, yes, he's taking you through some stuff so that you can help somebody else. Literally put your hand in the fire and pull them out of that situation. Because you will have the conviction behind your voice that knows that you have been there. That's how he comforts those by wherewith you have been comforted. You cannot have power without pain. Not in the kingdom of God. You cannot have anointing without pressing. Not in the kingdom of God. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come up on you. Up on you. I pray that every believer here this morning understands that he's going to use you. That he created you with a purpose. His word cannot come back to himself void. And as long as you stay in the presence of God, the promise will come to pass. As long as you stay in his presence, he'll show you things and tell you things about himself. For the secret of them is with him that fear him. God's been awesome. He's been incredible. Every word that's, that's been spoken, every word that is yet to be spoken, every message that God will, will use a man or woman of God to begin to give you from here on out is so that it not only speeds up your development, but it shortens your learning curve. Because what you have to do and a lot of you are very mindful of the years that are just going by. A lot of you are very mindful of the fact that you're not as young as you used to be. Even those who are young understand that time is flying by. There are things that God wants to do through you because there are things that have to be done. So what you used to play with, you can't play with no more. What you used to tolerate, you cannot tolerate any longer. For anything you can tolerate, you won't change. Impact. Supernatural. A peculiar people. A holy nation. You ain't supposed to fit in because you never were. You can't be like them. So don't try to be like them. Be you.
through you, through Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen? Come on, let me get a hand of praise for, for our pastor, for his obedience unto God, for him being a gift to the body of Christ.
shows up and he orchestrates the service and he backs off to see, okay, what you gonna do with what I do? And our patience, we're doing what the Lord gave us, we'll take some time to take care of his business. And we thank God for that. You have your offering ready, if you want to hold it up, please. Even as you came into that upper room, not so subtly and not so gently, you set cloven tongues of fire upon those 120 that were there. And Father, I pray that same fire that you set upon them will be set upon Jesus and the sound of my voice and those who are on the membership rolls of this church, Father. For Lord, you are about to light this church as a torch to this city and to the future sound region, God, and to the nation. And we thank you, God, that by our ability to participate, by giving you of our tithes and our offerings and our love offerings and our wave offerings, and just our flight out gifts because we love you and we love your people. We ask you to bless these people, Father. Bless them beyond just what their bank account says. Bless them to know you in the power of your might. Bless them to know you in the way that only you can. We thank you and we give you praise, God, as you accept this crumb from our to the master's table. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Go to the football game. When you see when Mark Arnold breaks 
maturing each other on. When we get to that point, what you preach today will affect Not only is it going to be manifest, but we're going to see the doors because they're going to be coming in my role. Wait a minute, what's all this noise I hear up in the stadium? What's going on in there? Yes, it was an athletic type, but go to the scripture. God used athletics the same way to get his word across to us. So don't downplay and think that it was just a, a cute son. Oh, no, 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 no. This man of God was ordained. Pastor foretold it. We prayed for it. It came forth. It's going to take it. If you don't see me catch every word, it's going to take it. All you have to do is come with me.
but we definitely want to cover her in prayer. Uh, going to what college again? Everett Community College. So we're going to be on a I mean, uh, cross country, cross country, and long distance, long distance track scholarships. Amen. So she's going to school on scholarships. Isn't that amazing? I know uh, she's been to Everett area, so it's not the last time seeing her. Uh, we don't see much of her. Uh, and if not, we know where to find her. We know where she's going to be staying. So we know that we'll take her out. This is going to be fun. Um, so we know we're going to be serious coming back to the Lord's defense of nature, but we just thank God for blessing her. This is an amazing young lady. Now, I, I didn't know, I forgot that girl. I thought it was a girl. But I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Uh, I want to remind you of how, how awesome you are, a woman of God that you are. And we want you to leave with that understanding. You are a woman of God. You're God's daughter. He chose you. He created you. All of your life is leading you. Your life's experiences are leading you to where he wants you to be. Does that make sense to you? This young lady, many of y'all have known her long, longer than I have. This is a miracle. Man, that was really good. Yeah. She is a miracle. Maybe that's all I can give us that. We probably this is a miracle girl right here. And uh, I won't begin to try to tell her testimony, but just to know that God's hand has been upon her ever since. And uh, to look at her now, to see how she has connected with God and has gone after God, is And uh, here she stands now, a young lady, um, ready to start the next part of her life, life journey. And we just pray that God has filled and released in her life. Dear Sister Ashley, God, we thank you that she stands before us. She doesn't stand before us as a, a child anymore, but stands before us as a young adult, God. Um, one who has finished one level of learning and she's moving on to the next level. Father, we see it not just only in the natural, but we see it also in the spiritual. That she's moving to another level of learning. Another level of experiencing. So we just cover her with our prayers. We cover her with our support. 
as she goes to Everett Community uh, College, John Abbott, you are with her. You have already yeah. made her way clear and made it straight for And we thank you that she would have success in the academic side, that every subject matter that she will pursue in every class, that she would have good understanding of that. And God, that she would, her grades would be excellent because she is excellent in her teaching. Father, bless her in her personal life, her personal relationship with you. God, that she would go after you. As she's going to run for the college, <laughs> more importantly, she's going to run for you. And Father, may she see that in her life, that she has a journey to run, a race to win, God. And so we thank you for covering her. Bless her as she's going into the place she'll be staying. We know she's going to be in good hands, God. And she's going to have good spiritual covering where she's going. And so we just thank you for this. Watch over as she travels back and forth on the roads between Everett and Oak Harbor, God. Thank you for this teaching that we pray in Jesus' name. Oh, and bless her parents while she's gone, God. Bless your hearts with peace and joy to know that she's in your hands. They've raised her well. They've trained her up in the way that she should go. Father, she's not going to depart, but she's going to fulfill and bring joy to their hearts. So give them peace and assurance that all things are well.
just my clap, just my amen, just my tithe and offerings I did. I was used of the Father today. This is a church who is being used. But when you didn't come here, Father, and found us lethargic, you came and you found us ready to be used. Hallelujah. And I thank you that it's going to increase from here, Father. So bless us, God, so we come back again. Cause the man and the woman of God to enjoy themselves without worrying about this place because this place belongs to you and everything in it, God. So we bless these people as we go forth. I welcome the married couples back on tonight, God, ready to hear more from you. I give you praise for everything you've done this day and everything you shall continue to do in the 